Welcome to Womble Perspectives, where we explore a wide range of topics from the latest legal updates to industry trends to the business of law. Our team of lawyers, professionals, and occasional outside guests will take you through the most pressing issues facing businesses today and provide practical and actionable advice to help you navigate the ever-changing legal landscape. With a focus on innovation, collaboration, and client service, we are committed to delivering exceptional value to our clients and to the communities we serve. And now our latest episode. Welcome back to Womble Perspectives for part three of six in our series on the challenges and opportunities of doing business in a global landscape. Today we're digging into fossil fuels, renewable energy, and how the geopolitical landscape impacts the transition to a greener future. Earlier, we welcomed two energy industry executives to Houston for a conversation on the balance between energy security and net zero goals. Sudan Machio of Ecopetrol USA and Lou Nash of Macquarie joined us in a discussion moderated by Womble partner Jose Luis Vitor. Today, we'll cover some of the learnings and unique points of view brought by these executives. It's no question that the global energy supply and the push for carbon neutrality are driven as much by political factors as business needs, perhaps more so. Many nations' governments recognize the serious threat posed by climate change and the need to curb greenhouse gas emissions. But what happens when these long-term needs are at odds with a nation's need to provide ample energy at an affordable price? Is green energy mutually exclusive to energy security and stability? The answer as Sudan Macheo said, is, it depends. Coal, oil, and natural gas aren't going anywhere in the near future, as they supply most of the world's energy production. Lou Nash added that you have to look at what energy dependence means. He identified four elements of the energy dependence equation, accessibility, availability, acceptability, and affordability. Renewables are growing in three of those four categories, but the acceptability component has been challenging, but it's a process getting to general acceptability. Building awareness of and confidence in renewable energy is an important part of increasing usage of these sources. The petroleum industry also needs to do more to educate the public on how it can be part of the climate change solution and energy transition. Carbon capture technology and cleaner burning fossil fuels are two examples, and public needs to be made aware of the good things happening in the traditional energy sector. In the petroleum industry, we have been terrible at PR, said Machio. We are extremely good at doing complicated things with a lot of risks and capital, but we have been losing the PR battle. And of course, we can't talk about the current energy landscape without addressing Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's no exaggeration to say that the invasion sent shockwaves throughout the world, in part because Russia is one of the world's largest natural gas producers. Before the war, Russia supplied 40% of Europe's natural gas, and Germany and Italy were particularly dependent on Russian gas imports. Following the invasion, NATO countries reduced their orders of Russian fossil fuels in protest, prompting Russia to then restrict the flow of natural gas to Europe to create scarcity and thus impose political pressure on energy-starved countries to back away from supporting Ukraine. The U.S. may not be as directly impacted, but global issues will continue to impact the U.S. market too. Even beyond the war in Europe, the world's need for lithium, cobalt, and nickel is going to grow tremendously to fuel the global economy. And finally, we come to the Inflation Reduction Act. In August 2022, the act was signed into law, providing $369 billion in government funding for clean energy development and climate change mediation. 
representing the largest green energy investment in U.S. history, the Act provides economic incentives to a wide range of business sectors. These include both clean energy production across a wide array of technologies, as well as carbon capture and storage. I think it's hard to deny it's a bit of a game-changer, Nash said. There are vast amounts of capital that are now available. It's going to take some time to implement this. But is this going to be impactful? Absolutely. So, with the Inflation Reduction Act now approved, moderator José Luis Vitor asked what federal lawmakers need to do next regarding energy policy. Should there be a second Inflation Reduction Act, for example? In response, Macheo said, I hope we don't need one. Inflation is always the most perverse of taxes. But if there is a second one, I hope they recognize there is a moral case for fossil fuels and we need them to coexist with renewables. As mentioned at the top of the episode, the energy sector truly is global. Wombelbond Dickinson attorney Frank Shue, who attended the session, said many Chinese companies are interested in investing in the U.S., but are concerned about the geopolitical environment. Do they need a partner? Shue asked. What is the best strategy for these companies? Machio's response, tell them to come to Houston. We have the talent, we have the legal system, we have a pro-business environment and pro-business regulatory authorities. You're never a foreigner in Houston. It's very welcoming. Thank you for listening to Womble Perspectives. If you want to learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, please visit the show notes where you can find links to related resources mentioned today. The show notes also have more information about our attorneys who provided today's insights, including ways to reach out to them. Don't forget to subscribe via your podcast player of choice so that you never miss an episode. Thank you again for listening.